0: God wants your home to be built and your family to be strong Proverbs 9:1 says wisdom has built a house in this message pastor shares Why it is important that your home should be built and shares some wisdom keys
1: for home building
0: Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1
1: Wisdom has builded a house She has hewn out her seven pillars
0: That's enough Wisdom has builded a house A couple more scriptures Proverbs chapter 24 Verses 3 and 4
1: Through wisdom is a house builded
0: through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Through wisdom is a house builded. Look at one more scripture Proverbs 14, verse 1. Every wise woman buildeth a house. But the foolish plucketh it down with their hands. Amen. Tonight I want to, the Holy Spirit impressed upon me, the word home builders. Wisdom, this is a the of wisdom. Wisdom for home building. Can you say that with me? Wisdom. Wisdom. For home. For home. Building. Building. Amen. Home builders. By wisdom is a house built. Proverbs 14 says the foolish tear it apart. God wants your home to be built and I'm not speaking about a structure I'm speaking about families God wants the family to be strong it was not man's idea of marriage but God's idea that marriage because it was God who said it is not good for man to be alone and made a help meet for him Why is it important that your house be built? Three reasons. For the full release of potential. For the full release of potential. It is not good for man to be alone. So there is something better. A man to be alone, it's not good. For God has got something better for him and God gave him a family. It is for the mutual sharing of life resources. It is for the proper development Of children you know this is a simple word but a tough word because I was fighting battles in the spirit especially spirits that were trying to destroy homes and marriages destroy generations so tonight I want you to open your heart open your spirit and say Holy Spirit help us tonight release your grace upon us tonight impart your wisdom upon us tonight because we want to see something happen forth in our lives that is from god we want to see god building up our homes amen the quality of the home will determine the quality of the children and that speaks about whether it be the attitude of children Whether it be the aptitude, a natural ability to do something. Children have an aptitude to paint or to draw for music. Well, all that is determined by the quality of a home. And not only the attitude and the aptitude, but also the altitude. How high you go. These things are determined by the atmosphere in a home. So if there is love in the home, if there is peace at home chances are that your generations are going to come up their attitudes are going to be different from the rest of the world their aptitudes will emerge forth they will soar on high for the glory of God and your generation shall be blessed in the Lord if you believe that it is for you say Amen Amen. 50% of marriages Among the new generation, they don't either want to get married or the marriages end up in divorce, you know why? Because there is no model marriage. They haven't seen their father and mother or their home filled with the love of God. Strangers in the home, married but strangers. There is nothing that will make children happy than when a husband will love his wife. There is nothing that will make children happy than when a wife respects the husband. So tonight God put into my heart to release forth a word of wisdom and this will work in marriages this will be the grace of God it will be the anointing of the Holy Spirit it will move upon you and will begin to work a work within the hearts in uh, for everyone in the home and God will begin to do a work that you never thought possible and God will restore marriages tonight if you believe it is going to be your marriage lift your hand and say Jesus be the Lord over my marriage I thank you for restoration so what are the wisdom keys Number one, understand your partner. Do you know him? Do you know her? And I repeat, there are strangers at home, married for 20 years and still strangers. Jacob slept with somebody and didn't realize, didn't understand who she was. (laughs) Jacob thought it was Rachel but it was Leah slept and didn't even understand who it was not aware so there are chances that you could be married for 20 years 30 years and still not be aware of who your spouse is God doesn't want you to be married to a stranger amen praise be to the name of Jesus if your spouse is next to you, you say, Stranger, we're gonna be understanding on each other. <claps> Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wisdom key to understand. It takes years, it takes time. Wisdom key lubricate your relationship with communication all forms of communication whether it be verbal or non-verbal reassuring communication now there are times when I'm very tired because you're praying for people, you're out there ministering and you come back home you can hardly speak really tired and that's the time normally what I do is I just do this. (laughs) My wife hates it. It's non-verbal communication. (laughs) (laughs) There's no more energy to speak. You need to have that kind of communication when when you, when your spouse looks at looks at you, you should know what she's trying to say. You know, men, they think it is be, be I mean I mean it reduces them somehow when they if they communicate or express their love. It doesn't reduce you, it'll elevate you. And I realized something, you know, as pastors and some of you, you know, I want to make it. I want to break it down into practicality also. You know, as, sometimes as pastors, you're speaking in a booming voice, authority in voice, and you're praying in the spirit and then you're commanding the evil spirits to go and you, know, you got that voice and then you speak to your wife in that kind of tone without realizing. I mean, it messes up your day and then you suddenly realize, okay, I need this wisdom key to learn to be soft and gentle and not use that pastoral voice but just even with my children and never ever start a conversation with a harsh tone and i am guilty of that many a time you know you start your conversation with a harsh tone and it sets it off in a in in a negative way so learn to lubricate your relationship with good communication simple steps but somehow the Holy Spirit asked me to release this word over the congregation grow together don't grow independently study together now we try to do that She teaches me, pray together, eat together, it's a form of bonding, some of you are married for years and you had all this in the beginning, but over a period of time you suddenly discounted these things, but these things are so important for you to stay bonded. Individually there are many journeys that you will have to make in your life. And I realize, you know, it is so reassuring for me. Sometimes the Holy Spirit impresses upon me one morning, fast and pray. Go on a seven day fast or whatever. Just go fast and pray. And then I just come out and I tell my wife, listen, God put into my heart to just fast and pray. I'm going to do that. And then by afternoon she'll say, I'll also fast with you. See, that's a journey together. Or sometimes you get up in the night to pray. And it is so irritating sometimes when you're praying and then your spouse is sleeping. I do not know if anybody else goes through this. But it's very frustrating. You get up in the early hours of the morning and you're praying or in the late night and you're praying and your spouse is... It's like oh my god <laughs> And then it becomes it becomes so liberating When you can pray loud and you wake up your spouse <laughs> <laughs> And they start praying with you Now what I'm trying to say is grow together Go out for a walk together, gym together. Don't allow a gap to come in where the enemy takes authority over that space. Sacrifice, sacrifice together. Well, one person might be willing, the other person might not be wanting that journey, don't force. But if you are a prayerful lady or a prayerful man the grace of God will begin to show up over a period of time Forgive liberally There are marriages that are destroyed Not outwardly, outwardly they are greatly, I mean great marriages But inwardly, why? Because they can't forgive You keep on saying, last year you remember what happened? You remember what happened when I came to your home after marriage? I mean, don't be a negative computer! Ruth Bell Graham, Billy Graham's wife, she said something amazing, she said, husband and wife are two people, who have agreed to forgive each other for life. You are married to forgive. Look at uh, Genesis 26 verse 8. Genesis 26 verse 8.
1: And it came to pass, when he had been there a long time, that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out at a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah his See,
0: wife. Isaac was sporting with Rebekah his wife. See, when you study our patriarchs of faith, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Isaac is the only one who had a great married life. Jacob had two wives and then another two women. Abraham went in with Hagar. But Isaac was kind of sensible. He had no marital problems. And one of the reasons is because it says here, Isaac was sporting with Rebekah, his wife. Sporting means playful. Play together. One version uses the word, they were romancing together. Having fun together. You know, sometimes men can be very serious and very logical. Sometimes they can hardly make anyone laugh and they will also not laugh. Very serious. They go about like a, a mobile disaster. <laughs> Have you seen people like that? Don't look at your spouse now. This is not the time to look at your spouse. <laughs> Act as if they are the lion you know, of their family. You know, the children are scared, wife is scared. Where do you see this? Very tough. Don't be that way. You know, life is pretty short to live with tension. Make up your mind to enjoy your life, your family, and your children. Be the best thing that has happened to your wife or to your husband or to your children. Be somebody pleasant to hang around with. Somebody who can have fun with. You know, you can start out with, you know, there was an old Malayalam movie, you know, the guy doesn't know how to make his wife happy, so he went and I forget which. <laughs> well, learn some jokes. <laughs> you know, I mean in the beginning years of my marriage I would joke and she would not even know it was a joke. <laughs> she would be like, You're a pastor, you like this. Now she's more comfortable with my jokes and smiling a lot more I was very happy when I cracked a joke yesterday and she said very good (laughs) gave me full 10 marks for that (laughs) (laughs) Isaac he had a good marriage so mental wisdom you know never in a relationship have some of you will get married and you will need this then never have this word called divorce divorce is not an option when you get married it is like you need to buy a one-way ticket one-way ticket, no two-way ticket, you want to go from here to Dubai or to America or wherever, you buy a two-way ticket, you can go there and then you can a ticket to come back, marriage is not a two-way ticket, it is a one-way ticket it is a journey of no return, you're getting married, you're getting married for good you need to tell your parents, okay, I don't need that alamari anymore in the room I mean, they might cry. You know, my wife says, you know, when she got married, I mean, when we got married, not when she got married, sorry (laughs) about that. (laughs) Hope I don't get into trouble after the message. But (laughs) when we got married, uh, you know, a couple of months later, she went back to her her place and her parents had already done up her room once again in a different way, and emptied the cupboards. She said, oh my God, my a room? You know, parents need to sit with their children and say, you don't belong here anymore. You're going on with your life. You can come back here with your spouse, with your children, together. You can come as guest, but your home is not here anymore. You're going to go out and build a home by the grace of God. See if you do that, every challenge that comes up in your marriage, you will solve it. But if you think your parents are there, your brother is there, your uncle is there, somebody else is there, and who will speak forth for this marriage, and if you have that kind of mindset, with every problem, you won't solve it. You'll just keep pending. Crisis will come but there are no problems that cannot be solved by the grace of God. You can solve it. Open your mouth and say, I can solve it by the grace of God. God. Lift your hand and say, I can solve every problem by the grace of God. Lift your hand and say that again, I can solve every problem by the grace of God. Amen. you know before marriage you sometimes you know you, you're you engaged you and you're f- phoning your to be married person almost every other ah, you're chatting on the phone you're texting you, you, you want to have a meal together you want to go out somewhere and after marriage you stop all this but don't do that there is an interesting scripture in Proverbs chapter 5 verse 18 the NLT version New Living Translation Proverbs 5:18 Let thy fountain be blessed let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth and rejoice with the wife of thy youth rejoice with the wife of thy youth See, now maybe you are not youth. I got married after I finished my youth. (laughs) It says there, you may not stay young all the time, but the Bible says there, rejoice with the wife of your youth. In your youth, there was a way that you would rejoice. Are you with me? Have long conversations on the phone. Eat together. Whatever you were doing in your youth of your marriage, keep doing it. Whoa! Lift your hand to Jesus and say, Lord, bless our marriage. Bless our family. Some of you who are not married already begin to say, Lord, bless my future. Bless my marriage. Lord, prepare me for marriage. Give me wisdom for marriage. Lord, prepare the right person and bring the right person into my life. I don't want to make a mistake in my life jesus be the lord over my life oh my future guide me by the power of your holy spirit lift your hands and pray pray in the spirit for some time oh some of you are not married pray for wisdom pray that you find the right person that god has got for you alone Judah Balam How Shasthigaragam. Zimbalam Raidana Prabhanam. Jutelias Marathonia. Ziminiya Prabham Jutorias Fathoniya. We give you glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the next wisdom key is don't take your spouse for granted. Don't be too familiar with your spouse. You need to grow in marriage. You need to grow in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You need to grow in your career, in your life. Maybe when you married, you were were not the CEO of that company. But now you are the CEO. And everybody respects you, you go to office. They call you, I mean, the chairman has come or the CEO has come. People respect you, honor you. And then you come home and your wife or your husband doesn't give you that respect. You will mess up your marriage because you have not grown together in marriage. Maybe you were just a brother when you got married. Not a pastor or not an evangelist or whatever. And then you grow in marriage, you grow in the anointing, God begins to use you and then suddenly your wife is still seeing you as a brother, brother so and so but God has raised you up maybe as an apostle and everybody around you respects you but your spouse does not. That's a problem. You will mess up your marriage. Somebody will come in, into that gap to handle that person according to his status. Are you with me? What other person, what other people do for that person, you don't do. Maybe it is at home, you have that same plate, and that same glass, and cooking the same meal, And that person goes to his office and they bring a good china, I mean what do you say for that? Cutlery, yeah good, good stuff and present it well and that person is enjoying that now. He doesn't want to come back home for lunch. So your respect has to grow. My, It's mutual. My respect for my wife needs to grow on a daily basis. If I see her as a teenager who came to church and treat her like that, chances are that I'm taking her for granted. And there is never going to be a blessing in that. But when I recognize that, hey, she's growing up as a woman of God, God is raising her up, new gifts are coming out of her, new grace is flowing through her. I begin to honor her that way. Whoa! lift your hand and say, Jesus, me give me wisdom. Your wisdom, the wisdom key is your respect has been in the same level as that person's status or the way that God has honored him. Your wife is a great businesswoman or a husband is a great businessman and you don't even respect in that level. Respect is something that you give and you receive. It's never something that you take. You can never take respect. It's something that you give and you receive back. Some people want to receive but they never give it. You can start practicing at home. Even with your children, when they come out with some something, when they are saying something, to respect what they are saying and to listen to that, it's important. Never insult your you know your your spouse in front of your children. You have an argument and then you're speaking loudly and you're shouting at your spouse, the children are hearing, the atmosphere goes bad. Mmm, that's a problem. You know, when, 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 I, when I have an argument with my wife, I need to tell her something, and I'm pretty boiled up inside. As much as possible, I try to go into my room and call her. And she says, when, when I call her by her name, Tanya, she knows, okay. <laughs> and I tell her the same thing. When you want to shout at me, please, don't do it in front of my church members. Just call me. just just call me aside and (laughs) speak to me but you know just just respect me in front of the church members give and you will receive never call him names or call her names in front of the, the staff or the servants or other people around If there is nothing in your... I've I've had counseling sessions with people and sometimes they say, there is nothing in my husband I need to respect. He's a loser. I've had had women who come and told me that. Then I tell them, at least respect him for the image of God that he carries. Can you see the image of God in him? Can you see Jesus in him? and you see he has been created in the image and likeness of God respect him for that you're not gonna look at God and say you're useless you're stupid good for nothing failure you're not gonna say that you're not gonna say that are you gonna you're not gonna say are you the man that I married are you the same woman that I married you're not gonna say that remember he has god she has god she has jesus inside of her whoa lift your hand and say lord bless my home bless my family say that bless my children bless my generations father in the name of jesus amen Well, this is a key that you might want to write down and remember stop waiting for your spouse to change and do what you are supposed to do as a husband or as a wife. I've seen people sometimes come for counseling and say, you know, pastor, I used to cook for him, but he's still the same. He never appreciates it. He never even says a thank you. He doesn't even go out for work. I didn't expect that. You got to come to a point where you say, You got to come to a point where you say, Listen, I'm not waiting for my spouse to change. I am going to do all that I am supposed to do as a wife or as a husband. Trust in the Lord. Give it time. Let the grace of God work. He or she will change. Amen. This is a Song of Beasts. Trust in the Lord with all your heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. not on your own, own understanding. understanding. In, all in all your ways way acknowledge him. him. He shall direct. He, he shall direct your In on on your own understanding understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him him. He He shall direct, He shall direct direct your your path And He He will will not allow your foot to be moved. moved Slander. The Lord is near unto all those that God upon Him. To all that call upon Him in truth, trust in the Lord with all. He shall direct, he shall direct your mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yes Lord,
0: let your healing all Amen. Whoa! Hallelujah! Amen. The next wisdom key is, in marriage, it's not your money, but our money, especially if she is making more. (laughs) You know, money is dividing a lot of couples. If you're marrying somebody, you entrusting, they're entrusting their life to you. In a home, there should not be any daddy money and mummy money. There are people who quarrel at homes over money. You know, there are people who come to for counsel and say, I I borrowed her money. Now she's asking back. Can you imagine that? I'm not joking, I see that. In your family life, what you have to look at is, who is better at handling money? If wife wife is more better and judicious in handling money, let her handle money. You know, sometimes if you give the money to, you know, if I get the money, I'm going to be keeping giving it out. <laughs> and there is a good part of it, but there is a, sometimes a, a faith part of it, but there is sometimes a practical side to it too. Some people get the money, they're going to spend it on clothes, or on flowers, or on cars, or on bikes, or on foot. Let's go to that place, let's go to that joint they need. It's family money. You spend it all and then you, you don't have money to pay your school fees, the child's school fees or you know, buy something important for the home, there's a problem. Our tastes and our preferences are not the same. What you see as important, your spice your spouse might not see as important. What is unimportant to you might be important to the other person. Sometimes you think, okay, this is important. And for the other your spouse, the other, other, other thing might be important too. So you gotta to learn to Pray together, discuss together, pray together. And let me tell you, give you a practical tip. You know, I tell my wife, you got to keep an account for everything, every money, every, And I do that too. Everything that comes in, we keep an account. But with your spouse, there should be something that is called unaccounted money. But she's not pressured to keep an account for that. Because the account can be kept for school fees, to paying the servants, grocery, electricity bill, rent, all that. But she might just need to go and do her nails. And you don't want her to keep an account did my nails, put fake teeth, three. <laughs> God bought that wig. I mean, you don't want to see that. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Check your wife's hair. <laughs> is it a wig or a <laughs> You don't want to account for that. So there, there is an amount that is unaccounted. Deal it in black. (laughs) Yeah. Do whatever you want. There's no account for that. At the same time, as a family, you learn there are sunny days and there are rainy days, and so you need to have the principle as a family to save. Amen. Lift your hand and say, Lord, give us wisdom in our finances in our home. Amen. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Say that from your heart, Lord, give us wisdom. It is our money. Amen. Help us to spend it or use it or save it wisely. Help us to be good stewards, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise be to the name of Jesus. See, everybody needs that somebody who will applaud them in life. And your spouse has to be that person. Can you imagine? You know, I'm just learning. I'm just newly married. Just married for seven years. There are some of you experts out there. Lay hands upon me and pray. I'm just learning. I'm just teaching you wisdom that... Huh? 9 years, okay. We're married for 9 years, okay. That should, that should get me in a little bit of trouble, okay. Just a little bit of trouble. <laughs> you know, you needed somebody who will applaud. I mean, can you imagine if your spouse cannot be themselves? In front of you. I mean, I learned it. I mean, she married a pastor, so you know, once it was, like, it was like a shock for me. You know, I mean, she's got this straight face in front of me, and then some of her friends came and she was speaking with somebody else and was laughing and smiling, and suddenly said, "Okay, that is coming forth from the heart." I am sitting in that room and praying, and I can sense that love. That oh my God, so is she not comfortable with me why why couldn't she laugh that way with me i mean if you have to calculate everything in your mind before you have to say something there's a problem in your relationship you're in trouble will i mean if i say this will that person feel disrespected or unloved or Oh, oh my God, then you're walking through a thin line, there is no freedom, are you with me? Let your minds be free, let there be freedom in your homes, in the name of Jesus. Let everything that is spooking your mind and trying to destroy your relationships be cast out of your home in the name of Jesus. Let the joy of the Holy Spirit fill your home. Whoa! Let the presence of Jesus come into your home. May the Lord restore your home. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands and praise the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, be the Lord over our home. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory unto the name of Jesus. One of the wisdom keys is definitely be responsible parents, but don't make your children the focus of your marriage. Somebody said divorce after 20 years is very large. It's very high, not large, high. Divorce rate. 20 years, children schooling, college. She has to drive the children to school, wait there, bring them back, take them for tuition, take them there. That is good, important, please do it be responsible take for the piano class all that take for that football match he's got to go for work come back trying to build a home it's all nice but if you your once your children are grown and once they go on with their lives there should be friendship between you both But during that time if there is no friendship that was growing and if it was only already If those were the only conversations without you realizing you're drifting apart inwardly, it's only a question of time before it manifests outside. And it will be a shock to you. Then he has to go on a holiday by himself, she has to go on a holiday by herself. Build your friendship. Put your children to sleep and then sit and speak. Laugh. As a matter of fact, learn to have fun together, Rec- recreation. I mean, whether it be watching a movie or, you know, her sense of movies are different from my desire on um, um, the way that I would like to watch a movie or, uh, you know, watch a cricket game or whatever. But I realize until, un- unless we can find why is it, we, I mean, I might not like her movies, but unless, at least once a month if I don't sit like that. and,
1: guys, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: It doesn't help. And she also has got a fake that she likes the cricket and she has to sit there and say, okay, that is Dhoni. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to do it. And this is one of the most important things. Stop the blame game. In relationships, all make mistakes. All make mistakes. But then don't rub it in, you know what I mean? Your wife says, Okay, don't don't keep that person as I mean, there's something wrong about that guy, don't allow him in, into the house and then say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay and then you know she was right after a year then she shouldn't come and nag you and say, I told you then, see if you had only listened to me just let it go Let your mistakes be like a bridge to learn for the better. Are you with me? Glory be unto the name of Jesus. Amen. Pray together. Create oneness. study the Bible together and the most important never forget it and I just make a statement because I don't want to preach on it don't forget to have sex (laughs) don't think you're so busy and pretend that sex is not a part of marriage. Somebody said sex plays seventy percent, especially when you are young. Had a wisdom key uh, in marital counseling, and that was they had a calendar, a timetable for sex. So when counseling, you come and timetable, you know, it is like, okay, which day is suitable for you? The husband and wife, they have to decide, which day is suitable for you? And if they say, okay, Monday, okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter how much of headache you have or how tired you are. You better be sure this is the timetable. Monday, we're doing it. Are you with me? Because you can't be tired all the time. There are managers where... You know, it's just tired all the time. Or not in the mood or whatever. So have a timetable. I'm... I'm okay. Since we can't preach much on that now, we come to the final part, and that is be born again in marriage, not just in church. And I I need the testimony when I go out there, that she needs to tell me, Hey, the guy that was preaching on the pulpit is the same guy at home. And she needs to have the testimony. If she says she is born again, the same woman who is coming to church is the same woman at home. There's no fakeness. There is no acting out. In church you are a different person, at home you are a different person. Same person. Born again at home, born again at church. Christian at home, Christian at church. So may the grace of God abound upon you. May your families be blessed. May your homes be built. Every destructive power that is trying to break relationship be removed from homes in the name of Jesus. That every destructive power, every evil power that is trying to break up homes and relationships, Well, <laughs> Lift your hands in your homes, lift up your voice, call on the name of Jesus, that Jesus build your home, may He build your marriage, may He build your church, may He build your children, May he build your life, may he build your career, may he build your business. Raidala shamba pramana. Raidalam pramanam. Suriyam sopramaniya ogestenia. Rudala pramanam. Huswas balasteiriogestenia. We apply the precious and holy blood of Jesus over horns. Thank you, Jesus, Let God arises, enemies be scattered, strongholds broken, foolishness depart. Let the wisdom of God come over lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We enforce your victory tonight over every home. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.